Hey everybody, I tell you what, this is going to be an exciting interview for me and for you. I, uh, in my radio days, I, I got to interview celebrities, Cedric the Entertainer, Tommy, I'm going to name drop, Tommy Davidson, Christopher Titus, the guy who uh, was cooter on the Dukes of Hazard and politicians and senators. But today, and I am trying, now I have to hold back my tears, today is the most important interview in my entire life. And now I want to say my new career because I am trying to educate and spread the word about fascia. This is not an infomercial to sell you anything. I promised you we're not selling, but if you get a chance to be a part of the bunny method, then that will be awesome. But we are trying to educate you on fascial remodeling and we're going to elaborate and hear from the professional, the woman I credit for giving me my life back, the woman I credit for diagnosing me, the woman I credit for giving me the opportunity to share and educate with you. And I am truly so grateful. And from the bottom of my heart, this is the, the most important interview of my entire life. <laughs> Welcome to AWOL Zebra Bunny White Peterman. Hello. There's a drum roll yes. somewhere hiding in this here. Yes. Hello. Hi, AWOL Zebras. How are you? <laughs> so, yes, this is this is great. Now, I met Bunny. She, uh, I, I was losing my ability to walk, my ability to talk. No doctor took me seriously. My GP was very concerned. I started losing the use of my arms. Home health care called in occupational therapist Bunny White yes. Peterman. Now, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because when I first got the referral, um, and this was last, uh, last year, actually, um, or, or the year before last, this was 2021. 2021. Gosh, I can't believe time has yeah. passed that much. Um, we got the referral and preeminent in the referral was the request for a wheelchair evaluation. And of course, occupational therapists do a lot of wheelchair evaluations. So I walked in expecting to, you know, take measurements and figure out what type of wheelchair that uh, that would be appropriate for you, power chair, you know, manual chair, whatever. And when I started, you were like, well, I want to walk. You know, like, I, I don't want this wheelchair. I don't, right. I don't want this no. to happen. I want to walk. And so, you know, of course, I'm doing my assessment and we're diving deeper. And, I'm, and you know, just kind of basics. Well, what's keeping you from walking? And then we started to go into your pain, you, how you were feeling like your feet couldn't touch the floor, how you were feeling like things were, were so restricted that you weren't able to bear weight in your legs. And I said, okay, well, that to me sounds like a soft tissue issue. And I, I said, let's, let's just start moving your body, feel, find what is restricted. And when I was assessing you, it was like, wow, massive amounts of fascial restrictions, soft tissue restrictions, muscle restrictions, but yet you had the mobility of Gumpy. You could move your joints in any way you wanted to. I could, you know, flop your, your <laughs> hip up and, and practically put your foot behind your neck, but yet you were so restricted. And so, you know, my, my clinical reasoning literally just went like, okay, we've got hypermobility combined with soft tissue restrictions and adhesions 
combined with chronic pain. And so that's when my brain immediately asked you the question, has anybody ever mentioned Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome to you? Because it sounds like that's what you have. And, 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 and that was incredible because you also said, do you know you're hypermobile? And I went, huh? What, <laughs> What's what hypermobility? Right. Yeah. What is that? And you started assessing me and treating me. And then I went to the neurologist and the neurologist was like, we're going to keep on researching. We're going to try to find out what it is. As he's pushing me out the door, I said, what about HEDS? And he went, hmm, okay. And he watched me, you know, he said, walk for me. And I did my little gait, my sauntering, my sexy <laughs> adhesion oh. gait. And then we left uh, things as it was. The next day in my chart, you know, I get a thing saying, you have now officially been diagnosed with hypermobility, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And I felt, oh, it took Bunny White Peterman, she diagnosed me, and he's taking the credit for it. <laughs> and I was like, Don't okay. doctors have a habit of doing that? Uh, I think they do. <laughs> and so they prescribed me all of this medication. So Bunny kept coming to my home in mm. weekly for yeah, treatments. We were doing home health. Right, yes. doing home health. And, the, and the, the thing that is really unique about HEDS is that you literally have so much mobility, but that hypermobility creates micro tears. It creates tears in the fascia, and fascia is our body's protective organism. So when it senses this tear, it senses that things are out of place, that something's been dislocated or distorted or torn, the fascia responds by locking it down. It says, oh gosh, we've got instability here. We've got instability. Let's, let's, let's lock it down. Let's build fascia to protect you. So fascia's trying to protect you. But when you get so much fascia built up on all these micro tears, right. what you become is this stiff person. Your whole body becomes fascial adhesions. So your hypermobility is still there, but then you've also got all these restrictions from the fascia that's trying to protect the instability. Gotcha. Well, this is the thing. When the doctor took my diagnosis that Bunny White Peterman gave to me, he then Which that's fine. I don't yeah, care. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. But he goes ahead. I Right now, to this day, I would be on seven medications. I would have a surgical neck collar that, by the way, you're the one that recommended. And I want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah uh, sure, that sure. date was June 9th. Uh, we're going to go back to that. I remember dates. Yes, Not yes. good for arguments at home. Well, hey. But hey, but <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that's the whole thing. I, I want to relive this because you, the listener, don't know all of this. Mm. But I cannot believe what happened after I got the diagnosis. I was given seven medications. I was wearing a surgical neck collar. I was in a wheelchair and I was bedridden. And the doctor said... This is, this is your life. This is your life. This is it. And I said, I absolutely refuse to believe this. And this story, I don't know if I've told you. Now, now, Bunny and I, I, when you strip butt naked and have somebody start removing fascial adhesions, you, you get very close. Leave right. <laughs> you get very close. Yeah. And I trust her with everything. So we're going 
to talk as if I don't know anything about her. And I'm, I'm going to learn new things as well with you. But what is incredible is that when I had had five steroid infusions with not one inflammation marker saying it was positive, I had nerve stimulators put in, uh, and removed and put back in. I had steroid injections. They all made me worse. A doctor uh, assessed me at VCU, dislocated my knee during the process, said that trauma from my childhood, and if you listen to Dirty Laundry, we all have trauma. Uh, my last episode, we all have trauma, so please. Yeah. He said, with encouragement, I will walk. I said, you can stand there at the end of the finish line with confetti and offering me a million dollars with encouragement. I am not going to walk. And the fact that my childhood had any issues is BS. Bottom line. It's really, it's really sad. Um, and I think unfortunately diagnoses like EDS are, are hard to come by because of the way we split the body apart. Okay. So you are having a lot of what what looks to the average person like different issues. Stomach upset. Oh, well, that might be IBS. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, anxiety and depression. Well, of course, because you're in chronic pain. You know, then you've got these mobility issues. Oh, well, that might be something in your nervous system. Something's wrong, balance, you know. Whereas this is literally all of this is, is one syndrome that these little things are just symptoms of. And that's why I've become so passionate about fascia because fascia is the body's linked system. It's our linked organism. Every vessel travels through it. The circulatory system, the veins and arteries, the nervous system, the neurons, the motor function, the lymphatic system, the the fluid regulation and toxin and immune system, everything's traveling through the fascia. So when the fascia becomes locked down, you get global systemic problems. Not only are you in pain, not only do your joints hurt, do your muscles hurt, is it difficult to function, you also have digestive upset because as you know, the visceral fascia that travels through your abdominal system is also adhesed or restricted. You can have cardiovascular functional problems, shortness of breath, breathing difficulties, because the diaphragm is surrounded in fascia and it's literally restricting the lungs, restricting the heart, uh, not allowing things to pump fully. Cognitive function, okay? Ashley Black, who invented the tools, and and myself, I, I firmly believe that if we had healthy global neck, cranial fascia function and flow, blood flow to the spinal fascia, the meninges, the dura mater, and the the, the cranial fascia, we'd have healthy blood flow to our brains that would keep us from getting diseases like Parkinson's and dementia. And I personally experienced that. I had a traumatic brain injury in 2012, um, severe lymphedema of the, the face, the head and neck, lots and lots of pain, neck problems, I had benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, BPPV, couldn't even sleep laying down. I would get Mm. nauseous, closing my eyes and walking. I'd go in a right circle. All of those problems have resolved with healing the fascia, including my cognitive function, my memory, my recall, my energy levels. 
fascia, if you have healthy fascia, you have a healthy body. Well, and, and this is something, this is our 75th episode, I think. And oh my I have goodness. Said, I Congratulations, know. 75th Thank episode. You. I feel Thanks. special. Uh, this is did. great. You I love it. 75. <laughs> Lottery, I filled the numbers and our, our religion. Seven five. Okay, yeah. by the numbers. Yeah. All right, yes. yeah, seven five. But what I love, now this is not a go out and buy the Ashley Black tools. There's other things uh, about that we're just trying to say these are the tools that helped us just as i've said i started this for pain relief and didn't realize until it was fascial what the funny thing was was that every time bunny came and worked on me i i, I was like man she looks good her <laughs> face looks good and i remember one day getting ready to go into a session and i went you fashion, you blast your face and you winked at me and I went, Oh, I okay. get it now. And yes. I did research and I went, wrinkles, yes. cellulite, yes. fascial damage. Yes. So you don't just have to have H E D S to have fascia. these no. to have no. fascial issues. My no. husband, Chris, his love handles are and I'm like, yes. it's 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 funny. It's yeah, and they're I, going, I, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's yeah. what it is. And so it's an incredible feeling to yeah. be able to share this experience. So yeah. again, we're not saying go buy these tools, but this is what we use yeah. to make us better. Right. And as I say, work on your fascia before yes. it stops working on you. Exactly. And and that's very important. Yeah. Now, the thing is, when we met, what I like to take us back to is we met... And you were coming in, as you said, to assess me yes, for, a yeah, wheelchair. for a wheelchair. And an OT. Yeah. Right. And, and, and by training, just real quick, tell oh, yeah. us about your training, please. So by training, I'm an occupational therapist. Um, I graduated OT school in 05 um, and started I practicing in the Eastern State Hospital. I was doing mental health treatment. Um, and then as I was getting burnt out on mental health treatment, I transitioned into the physical disability realm and started doing home health in 2009. Uh, in 2011, I began to really explore the manual therapy side of things because, you know, unfortunately, physical therapists and occupational therapists, we don't come out of school with any manual therapy training. Right. And I want to kind of underscore that because... I get all the time my clients saying, why didn't my PT do this for me? Right. Why? I've, I've had physical therapy. You know, I had OT after my accident. Why are you the only one doing this? And I say that because in the American medical establishment, that is not emphasized in therapy school. We learn the anatomy. We learn the kinesiology. We know how the body moves. We understand it intimately. Schools don't teach manual. So you graduate with your degree knowing how to exercise people, how to stretch them, how to, you know, try to rehabilitate them, but none of that is hands-on. So, uh, you know, I started seeing that immediately, saying, okay, you've just had a shoulder replacement, or, or, or even worse, you've had a, an accident, let's say. You have a fracture in your wrist. You have, you know, soft tissue injury from surgery or fracture. And I'm trying to rehabilitate you. I'm like, hey, squeeze this TheraPuddy ball. And they're like, oh, my God, this hurts so bad, and I can hardly move my fingers. Right. And then I'm feeling, and I'm feeling all this tightness and restriction. And I'm like, no matter how many 
times you squeeze the ball, the tightness and restriction is going nowhere. So my clients weren't, weren't achieving what I would consider success. So immediately I started looking into manual therapy. And the manual therapy in the therapy world, I would say, really boils down to one man, John Barnes. The John Barnes myofascial release technique. He came out in the 70s in Arizona doing amazing things, talking about fascia, realized that fascia was the key and created the methodology of myofascial release. We owe so much to that man and his training and his techniques. So I was using myofascial techniques, my thumbs, my knuckles, my elbow, right. trying to get into this fashion. I, I, her thumbs should be patented. By the way. <laughs> I have said that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, my thumbs can do rest. a lot. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Right. My thumbs are powerful right. weapons. Okay, right. but you know, so I'm so. I, then I started getting a lot more treatment success, and over time, really became the pain management specialist in my home health office. Oh, you've got pain. Let's send Bunny in, you know, she can work on you. So I was having success, but still I'm wearing out, you know, I'm working on six, seven people a day and my thumbs start aching. My wrist is hurting. You know what I mean? I'm I'm getting exhausted and I'm like, there's got to be some type of tool. There's got to be something. So 2016 and of course, 2012 was my accident. Yes. So I'm also now in this big pain cycle and in this big fascial and restricted cycle. And the doctors cycle. were doing what? Oh, well, my neurologist, you know, he's like, well, we can clear your BPPV. We're doing the Epley maneuver. I went in three months in a row, Epley maneuver unsuccessful. Lymphedema in the face. I even, I didn't have my lymphedema therapy certification at the time. And they're like, oh, well, that swelling will resolve itself. No, I was still swollen. My eye bulged every day in the morning because allergies and sinus restriction. So to treat myself, I got my lymphedema therapy certification. I wanted to know what was the best out here. Made myself a compression mask for my face to try to reduce edema. Wow. Right, yeah. It looked looked like the Phantom of the Opera, this big pillow on one side of my face. Still beautiful, though. Still beautiful. But, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm quasi-melto here. You know, I've got this big scar across my face. I've got all this swelling. Something's got to give. 2016, I'm scrolling Facebook, you know, working as an OT, really gritting and bearing through my own pain. Okay, I was not a happy camper by any means. I'm going to tell you, she had to walk up a hill to get to my home. And she would still... <laughs> Your driveway. She, I, like. I tell you. My husband made me a parking space. That's the episode for another mm. day. But she would get there. She'd bring everything in. And I could be the last appointment of the day or the first appointment right. of the day. I got the same quality care no matter how tired you were. I appreciate you. And I am forever grateful for that. But you offered me something, and and I say this because what happened was Bunny started working with me in October of 2021. Yes. I had incredible neuropathy pain. She said, do you know that every joint in your body is subluxed? Yeah. And I was like, Everything was out on this girl. I, <laughs> I don't think there was one thing in anatomical position on your entire body. Like, yes. Okay, whatever, yes. really? And so... She started working with me, and then, and and we, we started both, to unlock. Right, started right. to unlock, yes. and we were chasing the pain because I couldn't pinpoint the pain. And you know, you're an A wall zebra. You've been following us. You know that I'm talking about now. 
I have pain, but I can pinpoint it. So super cool. So Bunny comes in. She puts my pelvis back in and releases some yeah. adhesions That's in my hip. That's where we started. Was That's the where pelvis we started. The hip, because yes. you were like, where is your pain? And it's like, she's the Sherlock Holmes of this. <laughs> now, what happens? A lot of times it is a detective it, it is. thing. I, yes. I love that I can go in and go, okay, I'm hurting on the left side of my pelvis, my right side, and she, my Achilles tendon, that's the story we're gonna get to. Yeah. But yeah. what is so incredible was that Bunny put my pelvis back in, released some adhesions. The procedure for the, the idiopathic peripheral neuropathy, I was given. Uh, oh, I'm sure they give you a bunch of nervous system two, drugs to try to. nerve yeah. stimulators yeah. that were inserted in my back that you oh, have been gosh. releasing yeah. the adhesions yeah. for. And if anybody's listening to this, a nerve stimulator can be effective. It will create scar tissue where they implant it. So just keep in mind that if you go this route, and Christina is an example of that, the nerve stimulator removed. However, a foreign object in your body so yes. you're going to have scar tissue right and and that was an issue and trust me i'm telling you the trauma that i've had to my body hurt less than sometimes the releases yes, but yes. it's a quick eight to nine seconds and it's a one and done yeah. unless you re-injure yeah. yourself but the incredible thing is is bunny came in and she listened to me and i was in tears because it, it, I was being told with encouragement, you will walk yes. and it's just in your head. And Bunny listened to me. And when she put my pelvis back into place and explained to me how my pregnancy triggered this, I'm not going to lie to you. For three weeks, the pain got so, but she told me this, the pain got so much worse. It hurt for my husband, Chris, to get into the bed with me. It hurt to have the sheet on my body, yeah. but it got so bad. And then in three weeks, it was gone. So what you experienced is a very, very common phenomenon. Your body got acclimated to being in the wrong position. So your joint, your, your hum, basically your femur was completely out of joint and your pelvis had something called obliquity where it literally was tilted out of anatomical position. Okay. So instead of sitting like a perfect little popcorn bowl on top of two sticks, it was, it was twisted, it was out of place. But your, your body had gotten used to functioning like that. Everything in your body, your, your, your mental map of your body, it got used to it, it was in that position. So when we went back into, nor, into true normal anatomy, you, your body was screaming. It was like, what the hell is this? Right. This is awful. I haven't been in this position since I had my kid 14 years ago. And it, it was just screaming at you. But finally, the nerve rewrote itself. The mental map in your mind, it said, oh, this is actually better. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. And that was the first step to unlocking your pain. And you're very lucky. Ashley invented these tools in 2014. Okay. okay. They're not even 10 years old. In 2016, little old me scrolling Facebook said, oh, it's not fat, it's fascia. Cellulite is a myth, huh? <laughs> now, I was like, I don't really buy it. This is probably more Facebook clickbait. Right. But I knew the word fascia, hello, because right. I'm a myofascial therapist, and I clicked on it. I bought my first tool, and I started working on myself. I didn't touch a client. 
I started on my painful areas, started on my neck, started on my left knee. So I have three knee surgeries. Thank you, gymnastics. But anyway, we'll get into that. Um, and I started unlocking things. I started feeling things heal. Now, that doesn't mean you don't go through the healing crisis because your body, the magic is not these tools. Okay. The tools break the adhesions. The magic is in you. When the blood flow starts to restore to something that's been locked down, when the nervous system begins to repair itself, that is the true healing. So I will often tell clients, the next 72 hours, you're going to feel like you just did a huge workout. You just did body boot camp right. because right. that's what we're doing. We're moving. We're relocating things back to where they should be. So really working on myself, I would say 2019, 2018, 2019, that was when I first started bringing tools into my, my clinic situations, into my client care situations. And then it was like, wow, lightning struck, reversing total shoulders, people with cervical dystonia, arthritis in the knees, ankles, neuropathy, diabetic neuropathy, okay? Any doctor will tell you, oh, your nerves are dead. They'll never wake up. It's not true. The nerves travel through the fascia. You heal the fascia, the nerves heal themselves. I had a neurologist buddy tell me nerves regenerate one millimeter per day. Wow. So if you have numbness in your foot, we fix what's in your lower back. Imagine one millimeter a day, right? That's like two months. Right. But, but two months later, you'll have a healthy nerve pathway. So the healing is the magic. I've experienced the healing. I started bringing it to my home health clients, and it was such a powerful change that I, you know, I sort of fought it. You know, God sometimes tells you to do things, and you're right. like, oh, Lord, that sounds tough. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I e even Jesus, if I you know. read the Bible, that last day, Jesus was like, do I have to do this, God? Are you sure? Does it got to be like this? Because this is rough, okay? I don't right. want to do this, okay? Right. But God was telling me, do this fashion thing. And so last year, I realized, you know, the medical model has ignored fascia. The medical model still ignores fascia right, right the medical model thinks these tools are wackadoodle thinks the fact that you bruise afterwards or that you've got to heal is oh that's trauma well of course you bruise it's just like cupping you bring blood flow to an area it shows itself that means you're healing and that like massage is temporary yes correct? it's temporary it just, it resolves and then you're healed right you know so i think you know sometimes the, the medical establishment is really slow to pick up on things that are good for us that aren't medicines that aren't exercises you know that aren't aren't the basic the, the medical model so once i combine that and last year, I just, you know, I think, I think getting COVID actually in February gave me time to think. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And I said, you know what? I got to get out of this because unfortunately, as an occupational therapist in the United States of America, billing insurance, you cannot bill for manual therapy alone. Really? No. You literally have to do some other functional retraining. So if you remember when we were when I was working with you as a home health therapist, right. we would do maybe 15, 20 minutes 
of, right. of stuff with the tools and then we do something else right. let's practice getting in the bathroom let's right. practice walking this <laughs> right. way let's do this you know right. because you have to put this functional component to it you can't bill for manual therapy alone and even if you could there is no billing code it does not exist in the icd-10 soft tissue injury and fascial injury and medicare will not allow for any massage therapy or any modality no, that no. is not a medication that's Correct. that's what is so bad modalities who cares they it, don't they don't uh, care about it no it, they won't pay for absurd. you to go to massage they won't pay for you to go to reiki they won't pay for you to go to acupuncture even though all of those things have valid places now there is a big difference from what we're doing and what a lot of manual therapy is doing even the John Barnes method of myofascial release, you simply cannot get deep enough into the tissue with your hands, your fingers, your elbows, your knees. I mean, you've even got these little Thai women jumping up on the table. They, they're they're, they're yes. on top of your body trying yes. to get it out. We, we, we know, we know that the, the key is pressure, that the key is pressure and movement, right? That's the key of myofascial release apply adequate pressure and time and then use torsion to move the structures what ashley black has done is given us a tool well she's given us lots of tools thank you lord (laughs) hallelujah she's given us lots of tools that allow for the pressure it's like and I, i tell this to my clients a lot it's as if you're brushing the hair with the back of the brush expecting to get knots out okay if you take the back of that brush it might flatten the hair a little bit but it's not going to get a knot out right you've got to flip it over and use the bristles you use the bristles and it combs the knot out so all these manual therapists that are using tools without claws on Mm -hmm. them they're brushing with the back of the brush okay you've got to use a claw and you've got to get deep wow okay so well, th- this is the thing. That I'm like, <laughs> sorry, wow, I was soliloquy no, there. <laughs> I absolutely love this. So this is the thing that gets me is that after what no injection, no pill, no surgery could do, you manipulated my pelvis. You did release the fascial adhesions, and I got, you know, you healed re- your I body healed. healed. Yes, right. yes, and it was incredible. Yeah. So every week you would come and. I chase say, your pain. Right. That's right. <laughs> yes, Remember yes. what I say, everybody? Follow the pain. Follow the pain, and, people. And, yes. yes. Your if body it, has no voice. Christina has an amazing voice, right? We love listening to her because of how she sounds. But your your body doesn't have a voice. Its only way to communicate with you is to hurt. So if it's hurting, that's your body saying, fix this. Come here, right. come here. It's not your body saying, take a pill. Right. It's your body saying, you've got something stuck here. You've got something restricted here. Something's distorted here. Come fix it. Well, what I love is that you would come in and I'm like, okay, hip pain. And we were chasing. I mean, she. it was incredible because every week I felt like I was making improvement. And then and you I, are, and you I, are. And it was. And I <laughs> yes, yes. Great. Every I'm time so you blast, yes. I'm like, oh my stars, this is incredible. Yes, but yes. I like to think that when when Bunny writes her book, I get the foreword and I oh, get yes, to be Christina. the inspiration. One hundred percent. Because I like to think that I know, um, and I remember speaking with Rob, 
My husband, he, yes, Bob right. Peterman. He was one of our interviews at the Fascial uh, Treatment opening. Center, grand opening. And guinea pig, guinea pig is not the right word, but the fact that I value the fact that Bunny was giving me a modality that no one else could, that was giving me pain-free yes. moments. Yes. And I thought this was incredible. And then I like to take credit for the fact that because I feel like, okay, she has mentioned it. I am her Sistine Chapel. Yes. And I like to think. <laughs> you are. I, you I, really I, are. I, yes. I like to think I'm the inspiration why she struck out on her own. Oh, yeah. But in yeah. April of 2022, after yeah. us working together, Bunny told me that she was leaving home health care. And I cried. And she hugged me. Oh, um, I oh my gosh! It's I. I this is yes. going to be emotional, y'all. Oh. But I cried because I went, no, mm-hmm. I need you. Where are you going? But but she said, look, I've got to get everything finalized and yes. be legitimate, yes. be legal, and I will be up and running in June, and yes. you will be my first client. Yes. And I thought, okay, so my doctor sent in another home health care. Every occupational therapist came in. I said, no, you need to push here and you need to release the pain. (laughs) Now, every single one went, she's crazy. You can't do that and not exercise and strength. But I know that because Bunny has told me when she releases a fascial adhesion, she was kind enough to introduce me to weights and to tell me I need to go into the pool. I need to strengthen. She has been my biggest supporter for encouragement. But every occupational therapist that came in from that came in from yeah. April and May said what she was doing was crazy. It doesn't work yeah. and you need yeah. to do the exercises. Yeah. I said, but you can't exercise fascia. Bingo. And bingo. And it's and making if, me and, worse. And the worst part is, and if, if you're listening to this, maybe you've had this experience where you are in physical therapy or you're in occupational therapy and they are trying to get you to do an exercise and you literally can't. And you're telling them, well, I can't do it. It hurts. Well, you're not trying. If you would put the effort in, you could do it. You cannot, and I, I, I can't stress this enough, if your fascia is stuck, do not exercise. When, a, when the fascia is stuck, it is fighting every movement you try to do. If you have stuck down quadriceps or a stuck down psoas muscle or a stuck down piriformis and they're telling you to do squats, wall squats, strengthen, 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 and you're wondering why is this killing me? It's because your fascia is screaming. It's stuck down. You release the fascia and then you can exercise. Because when, when you're trying to exercise stuck fascia, the only thing that you're exercising is the very small percentage of the structures that aren't stuck. So you're over-exercising the little bitty stuff that's still healthy, and the stuff that's stuck is only getting worse. It's only getting more inflamed. It's only getting more irritated. The fascia is only becoming more restricted. So I would urge you to say, I actually can't do it because I have a restriction. And, and encourage your therapist to put their hands on you. Say, can you touch right here? It feels restricted. What do you think? And then let them, let them answer you. Let them say, well, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is restricted. It does feel wrong. Because every therapist comes out of therapy school with the same training. We know the anatomy. We know the kinesiology. 
we've we've all done on cadavers. I've been in an anatomy lab, cut on a dead human right. being. I've seen how it's supposed to move. So they will, if they put their hands on you, be able to identify a restriction. Now, will they be able to treat it? That's another question. And it's my personal mission in my life. If I go to my grave, having trained as many therapists as I can about fascia and about releasing fascial restrictions, I will go to my grave a happy person. Because, you know, when you go to your doctor and, they, and you say, oh, I'm in pain, doc. They say, all right, well, let's send you to therapy. See what they can do, mm. right? That's kind of the right. first stop. Definitely. So the doctors, they think the us therapists are the pain management people. We need to become it, you know. And it's it's really it's really actually sad that you, your story is my story because when I started using these tools and I'm bringing them into clients, arguably the clients, man, they were they were all over it. They're like, yes. This is the this is the way I feel better. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. The other therapists were the ones that were like, "Ooh, I don't know about this. What is this tool you're using?" Right. Like, da, da 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 Because it's it's new. too hard. Right. It's too too <laughs> aggressive. It's, it's too, too gr- right. da, 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 da. It could cause bruising. I right. Said, can yeah. I walk? Right. Right. It's, well, what do you care? Do you care if your leg is bruised or that it works? Right. Most people are going to say, it's, it, I care right. that it works. Right. So, you know, I, but I've, I've had to fight that battle and I will continue to fight it. I will continue to be the crazy lady with my white sticks who is talking about fascia because I know that this is the holy grail. I don't care. Honestly, if, if, if you feel like bruising is too aggressive for you, then you're not my client. Right. And you'll continue to be in pain, you know, and that, that's, that, that's your choice, you know. But if you want to choose to get better, if you want to choose to fix your, fix your fascia, right. then we've got the way. Well, I, what I find incredible is that while I, I, I did, I cried in April uh, when Bunny told oh, me she was leaving. But I met, uh, kept my promise. Yes. And June is, 1st, oh I called you and I said, I'm licensed. Yes. I'm yes. insured. And, Let's go. <laughs> and I was the very first client yes. for the fascial treatment yes, center. Yes, you are. And now this is what I find exciting. And what Bunny just said, I mean, we couldn't have planned this any better. That's why I feel like the universe and God, however you want to think about it, has put us together for a reason. But during that time I was waiting for her license, I was counting down <laughs> the day. I tried. We live in America. Got to be legal. <laughs> I know. I know. And I tried like crazy. April and May, come on, get in here and yes. pop this like bunny would. Yes. And nobody would help me. Well, during the course of this time, I was introduced to an EDS PT. Oh, he wrote yes. a book about uh, the pelvis and how important it was and all of this. And he was the go-to guy. And I was driving to Virginia Beach because I needed to see this guy because I was told he was the specialist. I started seeing him May 27th. And the way June 1st and all fell on, on the weekdays, it was like a Sunday or something. It didn't work out well. But I started seeing him May 27th. He gave me a series of exercises, neck exercises. Oh, gosh, I like recall that. that. Oh, my oh, gosh. That was terrible. So then what happened June 6th, after starting May 27th, I started doing the exercises from the EDSPT who wrote a book and gives seminars 
about this. June 6th, my husband was taking me to the hospital mm -hmm. because my body, my legs were flailing. I yeah. couldn't hold my neck up. I couldn't do anything. The hospital allowed me to drop to the floor because they thought I was faking it. They told my husband it was neurological. I thought I was being gaslit. If you remember, I called you saying, Bunny, I need you. Yes. And the hospital, when they allowed me to drop to the floor, they said, we're not going to catch you because, you know, you're, you're faking it. You're right. faking yeah. it. Right. I said, I'm going down and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. They said it was neurological. June 7th, my husband took me down to see the physical therapist, EDS specialist. And he held my pelvis down and said, it's neurological. They all told my husband that I over-medicated and that that was my problem. Which and is that, so sad. Oh, so sad oh. because your problem was that your neck fascia was locked down. Your neck was in lockdown and you went and tried to exercise it. He went and tried to give you exercises right. on a locked down system. And this so one, by trying to do those exercises, your body then went into DEFCON 3. Oh. Uh, you know, like, and, it was, no, and it, was, but, it was like, no! But it's like this. May 27th is when I yeah. started. June 6th, my husband had me in the ER. June 7th, I was told, again, neurological. I finally, I called Bunny. I said, look. I need help. Nobody is listening to me. Are you yeah. set up? Are you legal? Are you ready? June 9th, Bunny came to me and she saw me and she hugged me. No. <laughs> and you looked at my neck and you said, I got it. We went back to do treatment yeah. and there was a fascial adhesion between my left shoulder blade and my spine. You said it was attaching, because my breathing was thrown off. Yeah. You said it was attaching to the nerves of my lungs, yeah. and it was causing a it problem. It had rib cage and, attachment. Oh. It had lung attachment. It, it was oh. locking down your neck, and it literally, you know, the, the funny thing is they weren't wrong. Your body was neurologically impaired. Right. But there was nothing wrong with your brain or your nerves. What was wrong was the fascial compression. So... The nerves have to travel in order to work. Right. They start at the spinal column, they start at the brain, and they've got to travel through the fascial tissue. And so it's the, the muscle spindle. Yes, and they're right. So if the fascia is compressed, the nerve cannot function. It's it's the same way as if you had a, a, a fire hose and you went and took your foot and stomped down on it. The water is still flowing, but it cannot get through gotcha. where the foot is stomped, right? So it's just going to back up. It's just going to cause all sorts of problems. So if the fascia is compressed and the nerve can't travel, then it can't function. And in your case, that was causing absolute Gosh. crazy muscle spasms, mm. crazy, you know, inactivity. You couldn't control your leg movement because the nerves were so compressed. And unfortunately, the neck exercises worsened it because gotcha. we were trying to strengthen this compressed structure. Never, 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 never a good thing. No. And, and the thing is, is that the minute you release that fascial adhesion, I remember it so vividly like it was yesterday. I fell to the floor. You fell towards me. Yes. It, it, was <laughs> it was that so violent shy. and powerful. Right. Yes. Right. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden I could breathe and I went, oh. <gasps> And we've pretty much been on weekly fascial remodeling sessions ever since. Yeah. There has been such a growth in my healing. I can't. And, you're a different person, oh, Christina. It's when mm. I met you. 
you were on crutches to walk, barely walking, really using a wheelchair most of the time to get around. Your neck wouldn't hold itself up. The fascia had gotten so restricted that none of the neck muscles were working. So we had to do a neck collar simply to keep your head up and mm. not strain the muscles further. Hip belts to keep your hips in place. Now you are walking everywhere you want, no adaptive equipment, no assistive device. You are driving. You are independently holding your head and neck up. You're talking better than you have. It's because your fascia is getting healthier and healthier by the day. And now, like you said, you can pinpoint areas of pain. You can say, oh, I feel restricted in my stomach. Oh, I feel restricted in my hip. And the only reason it's even taken this long is because, unfortunately, you spent years right. with ongoing fascial building. Right. So the longer we go with injured fascia, fascia, um, and I actually meet a lot of people who have aesthetic fascial buildup. These people who I'm like, wow, you just look like a little meatball. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you're just, you know, you don't have no it. neck. You don't got no shoulders. You, you're, you're moving like a little hunk. You know what I mean? And then I start it. unlocking their fascia. I'm like, oh, you have a neck. Oh, you're moving. Oh my God, you're no we, longer a meatball. We found out I had scoliosis in my <laughs> yes, neck. we discovered the scoliosis because the fascia builds. The longer it is there, the more it builds on itself. It continues to build. So now that we've broken down so much fascia in your neck, we can start to see your vertebra. They've, they've come back Which to life. Which you said you should have been able to see. Correct. In a healthy spine, you can visualize the vertebra and you can touch them. Now, you don't have to be thin for that to be the case, okay? You can be heavy. You can have a little weight on you. Right. But a, a healthy spine, I, can, I should be able to touch with my fingers and feel vertebra. Be able to okay. really palpate. And the healthiest spine, we can, we can see that spinal structure. And we can visualize it. Um, but when fascia has built up on top of it, it's hidden. Gotcha. Well, what I love is that you released that adhesion and I could breathe. But because I was told this physical therapist was the number one specialist in this oh, area, yeah, yeah. I felt, okay, you got that done. I'll give them a pass. I'm desperate. And that's another thing. I feel individuals prey upon us. That is why this is not a sales show. This is a sale on you to work on your fashion yes. before it yes. stops working for you. Yes. That is what it is. Again, we're going to tell you about Bunny, but the thing is, we want you to work on your fascia, and yeah. this is to educate you. I went back to this EDSPT. I continued exercises. August 26th, like I said, remember everything. Not good for arguments with my husband. <laughs> but August 26th, was the last time I saw the EDSPT. If you remember this, Bunny, August 29th, I called you and I said, I need you. And I said, I, I, I can't stand. You got there when you opened the door. If you remember that, because you said that was 90 minutes of the longest. I've never felt so close. I felt so close to you before but this day I never went back to the ESPT but if you can remember that day could you walk us through because I I was so out of it that I just remembered like don't leave me don't leave me please don't leave me and I needed you 
and I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I, I was it's like, right. I, I needed you. Please tell us yeah. when you walked in August 29th, what had happened to me? So, like I said, when you try to exercise restricted fascia, you're literally just poking the bear. The fascia is locked down. It does not want to exercise. It cannot glide. It cannot move. So if you're trying to, because the whole point of exercise is to challenge the muscle, right? Okay. We, okay. We, 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 we go against some type of resistance, whether that be a weight, whether that be a band, an exercise band, whether that be push-ups on the floor or sit-ups. We are creating resistance to challenge the muscle so that it gets healthier, so that when we challenge the muscle, it creates small little tears in the muscle. The blood flow goes to those muscles, and we have better muscle, right? We build muscle. The problem with trying to build muscle that is surrounded by tight fascia is that the fascia is fighting you. You cannot, you're doing resistance, but you're resisting bound fascia. So it's 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 getting irritated with every so it's muscle contraction. Up, bound like more fascia is yes, building up, yeah. right? The fascia is okay. like oh, we're injured here. What the heck okay. are you doing? We're injured gotcha. here. No, 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 right? So what what you did by going to physical therapy before the fascia was completely unlocked was was just irritating it. So when I walked in, you were what Ashley would call fascia freak out. Okay. Okay, in her book, um, and you know, you can get it for six bucks on Amazon. It's, it's certainly not any, a product I'm trying to shill, but it will give you an understanding of the levels of fascia freakout. Stage one be, being healthy athletes, Olympic athletes with fascia that glides like a whale's behind. It's, 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 it's smooth, it's <laughs> no oily, cellulite, no cellulite. They're, they're beautiful sexy fascia, back. sexy yeah. bodies. And then there's stage seven, where you're bed bound, where every movement me? hurts. Yes, okay. you were in stage seven when we when we met, and you were definitely stage seven. You might have been stage seven and a half, eight that day. Wow. So when your fascia is screaming, and you're locked down mm. from head to toe. So that's why it was a 90-minute session, because we had to go from the occipital bone on the back of your skull to the bottom of your foot, trying to just relax the fascia so you, your body could breathe again. Um, when, when the fascia is in stage seven of fascia freakout, you can exercise. Exercise is crucially bad for you at that stage. If I remember, I, I, I had to get to the door and I, I couldn't, I remember. Oh, you were almost about you, to collapse just right. trying to open the door. I, and I remember you looking at me going, oh, yeah, and I I couldn't walk on my left side. I, I I just remember going. I I need you. I I feel there's something, and I was so desperate. Yeah. But it's like you saw me. You didn't sit there and question. You didn't think, oh, are you faking it? You just assessed my body, yeah. and you like. I worry so badly because I'm like, okay, my left hip hurts by this, but you instinctively hit every spot that was killing me. How in the world? <laughs> when you got me back to my bedroom to help me, I, I just, I knew 
that I was in good hands. And, and, and all I remember was you kept saying, your family is fine because yes. evidently stress is building uh, correct. up. Correct, yes, And yes. I was worried about my son getting to work. I was worried my husband had to go to work. And the heating and cooling people were there. And I was trying to still live life. Fake it. And women, you know we can fake it good yes, at times. we can fake it a and, lot, yeah. But I was trying to do it. But at this point, I, I think, I hope I was pleasant to you and not rude. Oh, no. It, but well, it was like... I don't think about any of uh, that because well, when your body is in that state... It doesn't you, give me a right you, to be a bitch. Well, though. it does. It sure does. It sure oh, does because that's to... that is all your mind okay. can really focus okay. on is the level of your pain. Okay. So it does give you right to be a bitch, not to you know right. like I know husbands everywhere are cringing right now. Right. That we just said that, but it really does, you know. And 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 what I have realized about this process, everybody says, oh, the mind body connection, the mind body connection, it is real. It is palpable. Your body holds on to the memories of trauma, holds on to the psychological distress of trauma, and it creates what, what is really global anxiety. So when you're in that stage six, stage seven of fascia freakout, your whole brain is devoted to trying to get you out of this cycle. Okay. It's in the highest cortisol amount. It's in the fight or flight stage. It is in that, that huge sympathetic nervous system response, tr doing anything to scream at you to fix your body. I mean, I remember from what I can remember for that day, first of all, uh, for those of you that have this, and you don't have to have HEDS to have fascial damage. Oh, heck no. no and that's way. a whole other thing. But and we'll get to that. But my main thing was, I was like, don't leave me. I need you. I know something's wrong. Please don't leave me. Fix me, help me. And I remember you helping me get sleigh bells was my happy place. Oh, yes. Yeah, we had me. to channel you to, to a you, happier place. Yes. Not only, and this is what aggravates me is that doctors are like, with encouragement with your walk. You know, you had stress and trauma when you were a child, and that was it. That's why you can't no, walk. No. And I understand that stress makes this worse. But what you were doing was you were not only manipulating my fascia. I remember I was honestly so out of it. But I knew you were not going to leave me in that no, state. No, way. But you worked on me and it was, I mean. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that I can say that. I have learned that skill, okay? So part of being an OT, part of being a lymphedema therapist, part of working on my own body with these tools, working on my husband, working on clients, has grown a sense of body awareness in myself and in my clients where literally I can visually assess your gait, visually assess your movement, I can feel what is out of place. Now, I, I know that as, as a group, as a community, physical therapists and occupational therapists, we do have the ability to grow that innate skill. Okay. Um, I, I'm very, I'm, I, I, God has blessed me with a, a very, very good skill of clinical reasoning and soft tissue assessment. So, yes, absolutely. I can, in about five or ten minutes, 
Show me your body. Show me how you're moving. I can tell you what's wrong. But there is a clinical reasoning process behind it. If I look at you and you're standing static, I can tell, okay, well, you've got your scapula winging on the right side. Well, look, your pelvis is out of symmetry. It's 15 degrees tilted in this direction. It's 20 degrees tilted in this direction. I, I, can, I can watch your gait and I can see that your right leg doesn't swing as far forward as your left leg does when you right. walk. So you must have a hip flexor attachment. You must have a psoas bind because that leg simply isn't getting the momentum and getting the motion. So, you know, I that's that is why it is my passion to bring therapists, physical therapists, OTs, listen to me, hear my call. Um, <laughs> you know, that we have got to be analyzing folks' fascia. So we're doing gait analysis already. We're doing range of motion testing and strength testing already. Put that together with what you know about the fascia and that will guide you to where your clients are restricted. Use your clinical reasoning and don't just stop at, oh, well, you need another 20 degrees of range of motion. Right. So let's get you on the wall and we'll stretch you. No, you need another 20 degrees of range of motion. Let's find where your shoulder is restricted. Are you restricted in the rotator cuff? Are you restricted in the latissimus? Are you restricted in the upper trap? If you're restricted, then you can exercise all day, every day, and you will not get that range of motion. You've got to address the fascial restriction and adhesion, and then you'll see your clients change. You'll mm. see them finally heal, and it's and, and sat but true, it's not about exercise. You know, exercise has its place, Right. In a healthy right. fascial system, you know, but we don't need exercises that traumatize us. We don't need exercises that have a lot of, of resistance to them. That's why one of the, the main three exercises I guide my clients to after we fix the fascia. Right. Because while I'm in the acute stage of fixing your fascia, I don't want you to exercise. Right. I don't want you going to the gym because you're just going to be straining against the stuck fascia. I don't want you doing it. But once the fascia is healthy, then I want you doing one of three things. Water exercises, yoga, or Pilates. Because those are the three exercises that emphasize movement, gliding, and muscle strength. Water is probably the easiest for anybody. If Even if you have fascial restrictions, get in the water. Just do a little gentle swim. Do a little gentle walking right. in the water, running in the water, just moving your body because the water's supporting you. So water, yoga, Pilates, do not do a bunch of weight resistance exercises. Gotcha. Our fascia, it is our trauma response. It is our shock absorber. Imagine it like the shocks in your car, right? You wouldn't take your car and drive over a bunch of gravelly, bumpy rocks. You wouldn't take it and drive over a bunch of potholes because you know that's going to damage your shocks. Right. Well, the same thing happens to our body. You know, I see these people in these boot camp classes and they're jumping and they're oh, no. twisting and they're oh. punching and they're yanking. Oh. And I'm just looking at them and I'm like, oh my God, your fascia 
is trying so hard to protect you and you're just killing it. You're just attacking it. You know, I, I see people doing these P90X and plyometrics and they're leaping and they're lunging. Every <laughs> single one of those is literally stressing your fascia to the max. So if you wouldn't do it to your car shocks, don't you do it to your body shocks. And, and, and that makes so much sense. And August 26th was the last PT exercise that I ever did. I, I dedicated myself to fascial remodeling August 29th. <coughs> Bless Excuse you. Me. <laughs> Bless you, my dear. Bless you. And August 29th is when Bunny came and spent 90 minutes with me until I was able. And when she explained, release the stress, it wasn't as condescending as when the doctor said, oh, you had trauma as a child and that's why you can't walk. She was... I have never had this happen before. Bunny and I were talking. We were so into it. Evidently, when you hit like 59 minutes, it pops you out. So yeah. what we're going to do is this is just so much. And she needs to come back with us. Yes. But I did not want to break this up and have you come back for other appointments. Or, uh, you know, or, or other segments. We got carried away. We and we had an amazing yeah. conversation. It was awesome. Yeah. the bottom line is August... 26 was the last time I did any PT exercises and I dedicated myself to fascial remodeling and that's all I've been doing like every week and and you're healing and that it's, it's it's you um, are you are the prime example of somebody who has come from a very much chronic pain lockdown state to now we are we are we're thriving you're yes. living, you're thriving, you're successful. And um, if there's any one thing I, I, I would like for your listeners to take away, it's that there is no limit to how healthy you can be when you treat your fascia. There's no, you know, there's no diminishing returns. It's only going to get better. It's only going to heal more. And that is, you know, that it's worth its weight in gold. Well, I hope that if anything you take away from this, that we are both very passionate. We we're not. It's not a. We're, we're not working together. We're not trying to sell you something to tell you to come here. We're trying to tell you to work on your fascia yeah. before it stops working on yes, you. Yes. Before we leave, Bunny's going to give her tagline. Oh yeah, well, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we definitely wrap up. But the yes. bottom line is, is that I quit all the physical therapy and I dedicated myself to this. And I have nothing noticed. against physical therapy. No. There's a place for it. No, <laughs> yes. oh, no. because I understand I'm yes. doing Pilates. But, but you got to, and you're, yeah, I think your Pilates is really what is really now getting the muscle strengthening. Correct. Yes. yes. Because you explained the atrophying to me. Yes. Because yes. fascia was strangling my muscles. Yes. Other muscles were compensating. And right. y'all have heard that over the past <laughs> yes. 70 some episodes. But the bottom line is, is I wanted you to meet this incredible woman, oh, Bunny so White glad we did this time also. But the main thing is, is that I've dedicated myself to doing this, and she has dedicated herself to doing yes. this. So what My I would like to mission. touch on, and, and, and I feel like we're a team. Oh, yeah, and, and, and this is the thing. I feel like we've dedicated ourselves. We're, we're kind of a team because yeah. she's, she's helped me. And I want to get the message out there. Yes, we are all the change agents, okay? Fascia is the key. Look into your fascia. Look into your health. Um, I'm constantly posting stuff. 
If you want to like Fascial Treatment Center, F-A-S-C-I-A-L Treatment Center on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Bunny Fix Your Fascia, Bunny, F-I-X-U-R-F-A-S-C-I-A, Bunny Fix Your Fascia on Instagram. Um, get social, join Ashley Black's movement, whatever you feel is right for you. And AWOL Zebra. And AWOL Zebra! <laughs> well, Fascinating! And, 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 this, and, the, and the main thing is that before we go, I'd like to, because I explain everybody, it's, it's a one and done unless you re-injure yourself. Would you just? I would explain? disagree with that. Okay. So, okay, there, me, so yeah, no yeah. matter who you are or what your fascial injuries, there is no one and done. Okay. I have been fascial remodeling my own body for f since 2016, so six years now. I continue to use the tools to fascial remodel because I continue to live. But when I you mean continue to live when, your life, when I mean a one mm -hmm. and done, I mean like like. Uh, we got everything together, and then we went over the speed bump, and I had to get my pelvis back and my rib back and my shoulder back. As long as I don't re-injure myself, the fascial adhesion, once released, doesn't come Correct. back. Correct, yes. Once you release a fascial adhesion, it does not come back unless you re-injure yourself. Now, you've also got to think about the people, though, who do daily activities that right. are going to re-injure their fascia. If you're sitting at a desk all day, if your head is down towards the desk and you're not getting a lot of movement, well, your hips are going to get stiffer and tighter. Your neck is going to get stiffer and tighter and your fascia is going to sense that right. and start to build houses. So many of us um, work daily in jobs where we are stressing our fascia. Right. Even me as a body worker, I'm stressing my fascia every day. I'm using my hands and arms arguably more than the normal person would. Right, definitely. So I've got to continue treating my shoulders and arms and keeping them healthy. So it certainly is a, a lifelong maintenance thing, you know, but that's, that's anything we do in life. And you that's know? something that that I pride you on telling me because every time I'm like, oh, I'm healed. I'm oh, healed. I know. And, Christina oh. is the my only client. <laughs> every session at the am I done now? Is it gone now? <laughs> am I better? Is is it is it fixed? You know, and you know, I keep and I tell her. I said you have EDS, so your body is constantly. It's, it's always going to be loose. You're always going to be hypermobile. And any jolt or junk could, could push you out of... So but you have I'm a very good. unique fascia. Right. And, and you're always going to be maintaining I like it. that. But I'm yes, are, are you going to get to where you are healthy? You're already there. Right. You're walking, driving, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry. You're living your life. You are healthy. Right. Now, we're just keeping your fascial system stable. So I will get... Because now I feel when... It's like this is addicting almost where you feel like, oh my gosh, I got this incredible feeling. So now I feel things more... I feel things you have more body strongly. awareness. Okay, which I so, didn't have yeah, before exactly. because I was in chronic pain. When your fascia is right? locked down, remember the nerves travel right. through it, and the nerves are our sensory mechanism. So if the nerves are compressed everywhere in your body, you don't have body awareness. So before I had all over chronic you were just body in pain. pain, and now I can say, "Hey, this it's is stuck. my right foot. Yep, it's this. Yep, and now you get the body awareness Correct. because of the fascial remodeling. Yes, 
Yeah. And, and, and real quick, because I had a, a listener email me about the, sco- the scoliosis. Yeah. Because they saw a picture of my back. Mm-hmm. And I thought sexy back was written about me <laughs> after you did this. Yeah, yeah. What was it? I had indentations in my back and I had scoliosis. Yeah. What happened? Is this correctable? Scoliosis is nothing to do with your spine. Okay. Scoliosis okay. is soft tissue, i.e. fascia, that is yanking the spine to the left or the right. That is simply all that is happening. Not a single child on this earth that has scoliosis has something wrong with their spine. They have something wrong with their soft tissue. Wow. So the soft tissue is pulling on it, and therefore it's taking it out of straight to curved. Curved in whatever direction the fascia is pulling. So yes, scoliosis, 100% of the time in every single case, is treatable. You have to treat the fascial adhesion that is causing the spine to pull. I I just can't believe the... I mean, somebody asked me if I had back surgery because of what you had done. It helped release my spasms Mm -hmm. because it was causing my spasms. I still need Baclofen, I still need my pain medication, but it's manageable. And and this is incredible. Now, before we go, please one more time, tell everybody how we can find you. (laughs) I am in uh, in Virginia. Hey, y'all, East Coast. (laughs) I'm in Williamsburg, Virginia. My clinic is open on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays here. And I'm also in my home clinic in New Kent, Virginia, on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. My website is www.com fasciltxctr.com that's f-a-s-c-i-a-l-t-x-c-t-r.com uh, 757-503-9665 call me text me if you can make it to virginia love to help your fascia but you can find someone local or just dive into it yourself <laughs> and, and 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 last thing I always ask everybody to work on your fascia. Yes. How can they do things at home with or without the tools? Are there things they can do until they can find someone to help them? So I would say if you don't have a tool, get a tool. Okay. Okay. Um, Ashley Black has invented the fascia blasters. They have small claw tools and big claw tools. That's really all you need to know. Small claw tools get in more superficial fascia. Large claw tools go deeper for remodeling. You can also stretch your fascia in any number of ways. Foam rolling, tennis balls under the plantar fascia. Lots of different ways to stretch and glide. Move your body, please. Don't don't be sedentary. That's big. Um, And also you can hydrate. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Drink non-chlorinated alkaline water. If you can get water that is alkaline, that is going to hydrate your fascia better than anything. And also different types of collagens That's are great for the fascia. You. I started so bone broth, collagen supplements, all the five types of bovine collagen. Make sure you get grass-fed collagen. Our bodies are in a constant state of rebuilding. Every single day, you're sloughing off cells and rebuilding new ones. So feed your fascia with hydration, collagen, 
Um, and and, and that, that that's great, great health for fascia. And keep moving. And the episodes, uh, a few episodes before this was about the four layers of fascia. It's not going to happen overnight. It's something that takes time. Yeah. But you're encouraging. And, and, and real quick, you're, you want to educate. This is what I find incredible. This is why we need, if you know of an occupational therapist, an assistant, a physical therapist, an assistant, please tell us. Because I was waiting for this announcement and I wanted you to give it. Yes. You know, we, um, I, I, I need more therapists. I'm full. I'm booked. I'm, I'm, I'm booking two, three weeks out. I want to train. I want to teach someone this modality. Uh, even if it's only a couple of days a week, come in, work with people. Um, you know, let's let's heal the world. We are the change agents. Let's make it happen. This is at Bunny White Peterman. I thank you for giving my my, my life back, and I'm so grateful. And uh, thank, thank you, you for all this opportunity to this talk is, with you. This is wonderful. Thank you all for listening. We could have just. I, I was totally lost because <laughs> I just I learned something new every time. Thank you all for listening. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.